welcome, and uh, most importantly, a very warm welcome to you, Sunny Darmy. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you so much for coming today, Sunny. I know that you're going to uh, uh, give us lots of good stuff and food for thought, but just on a personal note, I want to say thank you for helping us support the event so much at Ring Central. I guess it's pretty much the essence of what you do, helping us work differently. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's been a really interesting time and we've been a, a long-time partner with Elite Business and, yeah. and really happy to be supporting the event today uh, and also really uh, excited to talk through how we've helped businesses and, and those changing expectations that people are seeing. The other thank you I've got is you're also powering our breakout sessions <laughs> yeah. as well. So we can see that in the What's On tab, but we've got some brilliant guests over on the Ring Central platform for those. Yeah, well, uh, that's what we've been doing for the last year and for the last 20 years. And yeah. uh, powering the event today is, is just part and parcel of what we can do. So I guess as I'm introducing you in the back of my mind is thinking about these changing expectations, but also how does a company incorporate those and, 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 and deal with people in a, in a sort of fair and supportive way. But yep. I won't steal your answers <laughs> and your thunder. But Sunny, Dami, over to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So yeah, as uh, mentioned, I'll be going through the changing expectations of the workforce, what we at Ring Central have seen, uh, and also how we've helped businesses uh, shape and, and change over the, the last 12 months. So uh, as mentioned, I've looked after product marketing for Ring Central across Amir. I've worked with a lot of customers uh, and a lot of businesses around how they make this transformation. And, and the session just before around digital transformation had a lot of uh, input into what people are seeing. So I'll go through five sort of key points. Um, really want to talk through uh, talent and, and what talent means and what talent expect. We're also in a, a very multi-generational uh, environment now. So uh, understanding the different expectations from different generations, but then also how as business leaders and, and as uh, HR teams, you can support those different requirements, especially as they've shifted uh, and changed over the last 12 months. Uh, we will talk through what, what has happened in the last 12 months in terms of communication, in terms of regulation, um, and in terms of how people have communicated. So how has communication changed? How internally have we shifted in the way we work? Uh, and then finally, I'm, I'm hoping to finish off with how we can adapt to the new normal and what the new normal really means. What, what, it's a, a saying that's been said a lot over the last 12 months, but what, what is the new normal and, and how will it impact uh, businesses moving forward? So talent is a, uh, an interesting topic. There are a load of different explanations uh, that you can look for on the internet for what talent means, but fundamentally, talent is a business's biggest uh, resource and also looking after your talent is essential. Um, so employees are considered a company's biggest asset. So taking care of your employees is not only the right thing to do, but helps your business thrive and your business uh, adapt and, and move forward and, and grow and change. Um, and over the last 12 months, that has been a significant challenge. Ensuring your employees, your talent uh, are looked after, they've got the resources they require, um, but also they're getting the support that they need. It's unprecedented times that we've been through and, and it's also uh, an unprecedented um, amount of support that HR have had to provide in a very different uh, environment than ever before. So I think one of the, the really interesting things right now is 
how many different generations there are in the workplace. We're, we're going through five different generations in, in one single workforce. Um, with each new different generation, there are different expectations, there are different requirements, there are different motivations of how people like to work, how people work best. Um, and, and this, for me, is one of the key things that from a, a talent and HR perspective, you have to get right, especially uh, when we're all in a sort of work from anywhere mode right now. So you can see here uh, five of those different um, uh, generations and, and what some of those characteristics are. And the generation gap, broadly speaking, is the difference in behavior and outlook between these different groups. Uh, people who are born at distinctly different times have had different experiences, which have shaped the way they want to work, the way they behave, and also the way they will react uh, it, to different uh, experiences and expectations. For example, the members of the silent generation are typically depicted as being sort of fiscally conservative and very cautious in terms of, of what they're looking to spend and their outlook. But whereas baby boomers are now a lot more liberal with their fiscal tendencies, uh, and Gen Zers generally are more heavily tech-reliant and comfortable with using social media and digital platforms, whereas some of the older generations may not have been. And this is really important and, and really interesting. As we've seen over the last 12 months, we've really had a strong shift to leveraging technology a lot more. Um, we've, we've all been on video calls uh, all day, every day. Homeschooling is done uh, over video. We're spending a lot more time on the phone. Email has potentially declined a little bit. So having to, to support and manage many of these different generations with different types of technology, supporting them through learning that technology, but also their uptake. Um, I know messaging platforms and, and uh, social messaging has seen a, a huge boom over the last few months. And it's interesting to see how different businesses have adopted to that. Uh, we at Ring Central, we uh, have a, a messaging platform and, and we use it day in, day out. We, we before the pandemic, shifted away uh, from email all day and, and have been leveraging instant messaging and messaging via groups and teams. And it's really sort of transformed the way that we worked. And during the last 12 months, uh, it, it's really come into its own in the way that we've been able to continue doing what we're doing. We've been able to collaborate. Um, we've been able to communicate in, in the ways that we were doing beforehand without having a, a fundamental shift in, in how we work. And what we've seen now is businesses that hadn't used these tools before are now looking at how they can support these different generations. So do you have email comms? For, for specific generations? Do you blend the way you communicate? Do you have fixed phones for people or are people connecting via the internet and via headsets? All of these things are, are things that need to be considered uh, when looking at, at managing that generation and, and that generational gap and managing how people can work effectively and efficiently within your organization. So the last 12 months have, have been um, different. They, they've been a change for everyone. And um, I came out at the start of last year with a, a, a speech and a, a blog where I was telling people that the capability to work remotely is simply expected. Businesses and employees, more importantly, want to be able to work remote. 
and they're actually looking for jobs in which that they can do that. And what I found at, at that point were people were, were looking at benefits of remote working and flexible working a lot more than just compensation. So when looking for a new role, being able to be remote and flexible was one of the key things that was being considered. That has just shifted fully on its head now. And, and it's, it's just expected as the norm. At, at that point, 12 months ago, it was a nice to have and businesses were looking at enabling some form of flexibility. Whereas now what we're seeing is, is the majority of businesses have shifted to some form of remote working and managing that talent and supporting that talent in being able to work remote is, is a fundamental aspect of how we move forward. One of the things that I've seen across different studies and different elements of research is how much people want some form of, of remote or hybrid work uh, moving forward. So businesses where they've been traditionally uh, fixed industries like finance and, and like education are now looking for more of a hybrid approach in the way that, that they can work. And what we've seen over the last 12 months is the best businesses and the business that have supported their employees the best have taken extra steps in able to keep their employees connected, to keep them engaged and to make sure that remote working is part of that experience. But the investment doesn't stop there. As the UK is opening up and we're going back to work, we're still in a process of reshaping what the new normal looks like and how we can help employees do that. So what I'd like to do now is take a look at, at some stats and, and uh, how the last 12 months have impacted employees and also impacted the way that people have, have worked. One stat that I, I find really interesting here is that 49% of people that are married or in uh, living uh, relationships have felt that remote working and working from anywhere has actually improved their personal relationships with their partner. Now, uh, at the start of the pandemic, I can tell you that I was on uh, a bit of, of shaky ground. I'm on conference calls a lot of the time. Me and my wife were working in, in a uh, kitchen at either sides and she was able to tell me straight away that I was very loud and I needed to either move out of the room or change my approach on video calls. But over the last 12 months, we've managed to get back to, to normal ground and, and found a nice way to be able to work together. But it, I, I just found it very interesting that 49% of people were able to um, build better relationships. What has also really been interesting is, is that shift around all of these different areas in the way people have worked and the way people are transforming their relationships and their experiences. Where personal family relationships have improved, in many cases, the majority of people think that their, man their relationships with their managers and peers have either stagnated or, or worsened. And that's been difficult. And what I found is, um, I think the conversation before around how people are connecting on social Fridays, we're celebrating birthdays in a, a wider um, manner now and, and letting the whole team be made aware. But at Ring Central, we've done a whole host of different activities to try and build further relationships with colleagues and, and with peers. And I think that's one of the, the key things of how HR and talent teams can support employees, especially when employees have been recruited in a completely remote uh, process. So Ring Central have grown uh, heavily over the, the last few years. And 
my team in itself has nearly doubled in size and at least four or five of those people I've never met physically. Uh, we recruited over video interviews. I have my team meetings over video um, and we're, we're messaging and we're talking and we communicate every day, but we haven't had that sort of physical um, meeting and, and social relationship there, which uh, in some instances has been difficult. And this is definitely something that HR and talent teams need to work to support. There are also changes in attitude between the generations and, and this study by Miro shows that Gen Z and, and millennial generations are more likely to start work in bed. So they will start and maybe check emails on their phone, respond to messages straight away. And, and uh, also we found that people are now waking up around about 20 minutes to 30 minutes before they actually start work. So you're not having to wake up sort of two or three hours before and, and get ready, get ready for your commute. Uh, people are, are actively able to, to start work and communicate um, within um, their bed or, or wherever they may be. Um, but what we've also seen is baby boomers and Gen Xs typically start their day at their workstation. So they'll have a bit more of a process and wait until they're at their workstation and formally sort of start work at that process. So it's interesting to see the shift and how as uh, business leaders and, and HR leaders, you'll have to accommodate for making sure people have access to their emails on devices, making sure they can message, making sure they can access all of these tools uh, as and when they're ready and, and need them. And we mentioned earlier on one of the stats that 43% of workers felt their work-life balance had improved. Um, but what you can see from this uh, graph from Miro again is that actually 46% of knowledge workers felt that their workload has, had increased over the last year. Now, this could be due to the fact that employees now feel a lot more empowered to work flexibly and decide their hours of work. So whether they are homeschooling in the morning and catching up in the afternoon or evening, or whether you've missed out on the commute. I was having to commute an hour and a half each way before the pandemic. And all of a sudden at the start of the pandemic, I had three extra hours that I'd never had before. Um, so for me, I, I did feel a lot more, um, I had a lot more time and was able to, to pick up a lot more things. But I think managing employee expectations of when you do feel they should be working, making sure they're not online at all hours of the day, making sure they don't feel the pressure to have to respond to messages if somebody else is working slightly, vari uh, have a slight variation on their hours. So uh, I think from a, a talent and HR perspective, managing those expectations is, is very important and making sure your employees don't feel that pressure to always be online uh, is key for, for their well-being. So changing communications, um, we've gone through a little bit there of, of what's happened over the last 12 months and, and what we've seen. But what I find important is, is the way certain businesses are responding to uh, the way they will work moving forward. We've seen uh, in the US, a lot of tech companies have come out and said they will have a 100% remote working policy or they will shift to letting employees choose what they want. There was a, a headline from the BBC where the, the CEO of uh, one of the major banks was calling remote working an aberration and not something that would work uh, for them. But it's not a binary um, discussion. It's more of a question of, of relative value. What works for you as a business? What works for your employees and how you can support your teams? 
So what Ring Central found is we conducted a survey pre-pandemic on the traditional forms of communication and what people preferred. And what we saw was that Gen Xers were the ones leading the way across video and social, but the traditional forms of communication were the ones that, that stood strong. So uh, email, phone, um, messaging were, were there and, and, and have stayed strong. But over the last 12 months, that has fundamentally shifted. What we're now seeing is a much stronger reliance on team collaboration. So staying connected with your employees via messaging rather than emails. We're also seeing video and audio conferencing obviously um, shoot sky high and, and we're on video conferences at, at all uh, times of the day. But how that has shifted over the last 12 months is very important for businesses moving forward. Making sure you've got the right tools in place to support your employees and making sure they have team messaging. They are still connected with their colleagues and with their teams. They can still collaborate on projects and work together when they need to, um, but also not overwhelm them with, with too many video conferences uh, all of the time. And with that, one of the key things that, that is pivotal is reliability in your technology stack, in what you're working on, and making sure that the services you use are supporting your employees. The last thing you want is for your employees to be remote and them not to have access to the tools that they're, that they're using. And what you can see from Ring Central, quality and reliability is, is key for us. But what we've seen is as the pandemic hit, we saw fundamental shifts and increases in usage across our platform. So increases, double and triple digit increases of voice calls and, and uh, voice meetings and video meetings. Uh, messaging across our platform had double digit increases. And seeing that, that shift from, from sort of February to March, seeing that huge rise in people leveraging the tools that we've got available, you need to ensure that the, the platforms you entrust have the scalability and reliability to be able to, to give you um, the services that you need and, and the platform that you require. And we've got a, a long-standing history of meeting our standards and, and uh, when you're looking at tools to support your employees, I think that's very, very important. So what does the new normal look like? Um, it's, it's a very overused term. Uh, over these last 12 months, but um, it is an important one. And what I feel is things aren't determined right now. Things will, will change, things will flex. But some of the things that we will look at, uh, are these sort of five or six points of what businesses need to really take into account and look for uh, when they're managing their sort of talent and, and regulations. So work-life balance is very, very important. Um, ensuring that your teams are supported, making sure there's flexibility, as I said, in terms of people may not be working the, the normal nine to five. So making sure other employees aren't expected to respond if messages are coming in at, at eight, nine, uh, 10 p.m., making sure there's time for homeschooling. We have all gone back to school now, but if, if things change, there is time for homeschooling and, and there is uh, support available. Technology and tools, um, your talent is your biggest asset, but giving them the right technology is, is key. And many businesses struggled early on ensuring their employees had the tools and access required to continue doing the job when they weren't in the office. Uh, some put temporary fixes in and some have then moved over and put more permanent fixes in place. Um, but 
tools and technology is a very key component of employees and what they're looking for moving forward. Um, as I said earlier on, 12 months ago, I spoke about how employees were looking at flexibility as a key component of uh, their package when looking to, to move job. Tools and technology now are also um, high up on the agenda for people when they're looking for a new role. It's not just solely focused on um, compensation. Uh, as we talk about compensation and benefits, this is a really interesting point because generally there, there's been a big north-south divide of if you want to have a uh, higher compensation package, you need to be located uh, local to where the office is, you need to be in a main um, hub or city centre and that's how you then pick up and, and increase your compensation. But if businesses are moving away from having centralized hubs and centralized offices, then what does that mean for compensation? Is it flat across um, location? Are we going to put location um, bumps on if people are living in more expensive cities? These are all things from a talent and regulations perspective that need to be thought about. And benefits, traditional benefits now need to shift at Ring Central. We rolled out Headspace as a, a benefit for the team over the last few months. And the feedback from that was, was immense, truly positive feedback. And a lot of people leveraged uh, access to, to the app. But moving forward, we need to think about what kind of benefits now support people more and will help people in, in this new normal. Learning and development. How do you support your employees when they're remote? How do you give them access to courses? How do you make sure you are developing your talent? Um, I mentioned at the start, talent is the biggest asset of a business, but improving and developing your talent is the key component to growth and helping your business uh, succeed. So I think that's a very important thing that you need to focus on is the learning and development. And then having a key focus on well-being and, and health. I think now more than ever, uh, health and well-being is is high on the agenda and rightly so especially as people have moved to being fully remote and being uh, away from the office how do we support those employees even more than we used to how do we make sure they have the support and resources that they need and that we have the processes and support structures in place and then finally regulations regulations are always around but with the situation as it is, managing these can be tricky. Uh, people are working from anywhere, so what are the tax implications? What are the legal implications of people working from anywhere? How can we manage the impact of Brexit and people wanting to work from remote locations? And over the coming months and years, it will be very important to stay uh, on top of this. It'll be very important to support our employees in how we move forward. And it will also be sort of very key on how, as a business, we change our processes and our um, um, our processes as to what we put in place and, and how we can help uh, employees moving forward. Um, and I hope that has been uh, very informative. Um, I found this subject really, really interesting, and uh, the shift in the way people work has um, been eye-opening for me and, and I'm happy to say Ring Central have been able to support many businesses in this transition and look forward to doing so moving forward as well. Thank you. Thank you, Sonny. Thank you. Uh, that was terrific. I think it was really obvious to me as you were speaking that not only have you commissioned some great research, but you've been going through this personally. Yeah, I mean, I think we all have and that's, that's the really interesting thing is, is we've all 
experience this in different ways. Ah. Um, some people have homeschooling to deal with. Yeah. Some people, unfortunately, have had to deal with furlough and uncertainty around their role. So it's, it, it's different for everyone and, and getting their experiences is been really interesting and enlightening for me. Can I ask you a question? Um, it, it is about homeschooling actually, but not in the way you think. If one of my daughters came back from school and said, today at school, Josh was allowed to do this because that's how he works, but I wasn't allowed to do that because I work differently. Yeah. She would think that was very unfair. And yet in certain organizations, perhaps that's a visionary way to treat our workforce. So is the future treating everyone the same or treating everyone differently? I think it's a bit of a combination of both. I don't think in any situation we can treat everybody the same because we are all, all very different. But then in a scalable business and a business that's looking to grow, I don't think it's, it's viable to treat everybody very differently and let them work in a very individual way because it's not conducive to that growth. So I think there's a, a hybrid approach there yeah. of supporting people in, in sort of genres and, and giving people access to, in, in sort of my world, I really like being on video and, and present in a video conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of my colleagues don't like having their video switched on. So for them, that's their personal choice. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so I think there are little nuances where you yeah. can let people be sort of individual, um, but within a wider group have some boundaries of yeah. how to work. I like it. I, I was very intrigued when you said about offering courses, things for personal development. Have you noticed what's the most popular? How does it tend to, tend to emerge? Yeah, so I think for us, uh, technology access has been really important. Yeah. So we use a number of tools and generally when we're in the office, people would pop over to somebody that was maybe a little bit better versed in using Salesforce mm. or, or Tableau or something. What we've seen the team now is they actually want access themselves and they want to learn how to do it because they can't pop over and tap somebody on the shoulder and, and yeah, ask yeah, them yeah. for that help. So there's yeah. sort of upskilling in that sense. Yeah, that definitely. Sort of masterclass. Um, some amazing numbers in that presentation. You mentioned 43% of those you surveyed reckon that work-life balance had improved. There may be a sort of big don't know group yeah. in there or do the other 56 or 57% think it had got worse? I think uh, many of them had felt it got worse. And I, I said at the start, uh, people shifted in terms of when I first started being fully remote, I had three hours that I never had before yeah. because my commute was gone. Uh -huh. So I just put them back into work. So I was working longer days and then I'm living in a flat at the moment. So my desk was always in eyeshot of where I was. Yeah, so yeah. if I see a message pop up, I just jump over to the computer and say, I'll, I'll just deal with it now. Yeah. And it ex my workday just extended just naturally. It wasn't anything the company had done. It wasn't anything I'd done. It naturally extended. Yeah. So for me at the start, my work-life balance was, was shot because there wasn't anything else I could do. It, go to a different room or, or go at the start, go for one walk a day. Um, but now I feel... I've really been able to, to sort of box where work is, right. stepping away from my desk, going for a, a walk at lunch in the evening, uh, trying to make the most of different activities and doing different we things. Should, we should ask our next uh, panel about this a bit, about how to, how to help the team create boundaries, I yeah. suppose, because otherwise it can become all-consuming, right? Definitely. Um, just, just let me understand, with Ring Central, what's the, just the best example that comes to your mind of something that a business could do 
when it uses what you're doing that it couldn't otherwise. Because I just want to be crystal clear on the benefit because yeah, yeah. uh, I think it'll help a viewer just go, got it, we should look at this. Yeah. I think the key thing is, is it lets you continue working wherever you may be. Mm. So Ring Central as a platform brings you message, video and phone in one single application. Got it. So I can call you, I can uh, message you, I can upgrade that to a video chat but I can do that all on one. Without having to go leaping between different exactly. platforms. Exactly. So what's your, this isn't in the script, Sonny, but what is your theory? Because 2019, right? Video calls were eminently possible, yep. and yet they were borderline weird yeah. in the opinion of a lot of people. Yep. So I understand why they took off in 2020, but my question is, why weren't they a thing in 2019? They were possible, people would have enjoyed them. Yep. Why? I th well, I think they were a thing, and that's the thing. As a technology, video and messaging has been growing year on year oh. for the last six or seven years, and it's been double-digit growth. What we saw in 2020 and now 2021 is there was no alternative. Uh -huh. we, if we didn't have video, we would be trying to call people or we'd be emailing, and nobody wants to wake up to two or 300 emails in the morning. So, so it was probably bigger than I thought, actually, in, in, in the background. I think so, and I, I think the other thing is video conferencing is still weird we've all seen the cat video we've all been <laughs> caught on mute it's still there are still learnings and we're getting better but it's it's just more accessible that's now. right it's one of the great lines of the year isn't it your honor i am not a cat and, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i am prepared to proceed i think it was the yeah. next brilliant line so hopefully you're prepared to proceed i am uh, Sonny, very good if you're willing and able please have a seat at the end uh, sunny darmy from ring central thank you very much <laughs>